Hi there, and welcome to Dork Wars. My name is Blake, and I'm here with Grant. Hey, how's it going? Here with Wesley. What's up, dorks? And I'm here remotely with Andrew. Howdy. So the reason that our buddy Andrew is remote tonight is because COVID-19 has struck our cast. Um, our co-host, Diedrich, is not going to be on the call tonight uh, due to some difficulties. However, Andrew is with us remotely. He couldn't be with us in studio. So uh, first episode, and we're going to drop back and punt already. So to get things started, we're going to actually introduce... Um, ourselves. I think I introduced myself pretty well in the trailer, um, so I'm, I might give a short synopsis of, of, of myself. Um, but uh, first, let's start with Grant. Grant, uh, let's just talk about your connection to Star Wars, kind of how you got into it, what you like, your dislikes. Uh, he's not single, ladies, so <laughs> don't don't pick up on that. But oh, Grant, man. here you go, bud. All right. Hey, uh, everyone. I'm Grant. Um, so my connection to Star Wars is quite interesting. Uh, for those that don't know, which none of you will, Blake is actually my cousin, and uh, we grew up around each other and stuff, and so, of course, him loving Star Wars growing up really afflicted me, uh, along with my uncle and uh, a couple other family members as well. But, uh, you know, our, a big thing growing up was, uh, you know, having those big toy lightsabers from, like, Walmart and just fighting with them like you were an actual Jedi or Sith out in, you know fighting some far-off galaxy. Uh, that, that was a real fun thing. That was my big connection to it and what really got me interested in it. And as I got older, um, I began reading some of the now-expanded universe books. Uh, specifically, the Thrawn trilogy is fantastic. I love it. And I will certainly talk a lot about Thrawn coming up. But uh, that's basically my connection to Star Wars. Uh, love the movies, love the shows, and the books, fantastic. Awesome. So Grant's connection to Star Wars uh, began with a lightsaber to the face from me. Um, <laughs> Wesley. Hey, yeah, what's up? Um, my name is Wesley, and uh, my mom, she raised me well because uh, instead of raising me on Disney movies, you know, as a kid, she, she put on Empire Strikes Back on repeat for me. And so, you know, that was fun just to watch that over and over growing up and seeing uh, Han Solo get carbon frozen repeatedly. Kind of traumatizing but it builds, builds character um so yeah uh you know her favorite character was chewy and uh i tried to impersonate a lot of that <laughs> uh but yeah um and so that's something that that's where i got my star wars lore from and it's just grown from there sweet so uh chewbacca sucks man. <laughs> no i'm just that walking carpet yeah uh, no, much love for Chewy. So, Andrew, all the way from Durham, right? You're in Durham, right? No, I'm in Raleigh, man. Oh, gosh. Uh, yeah. Me and Andrew are supposedly friends, and I don't even know where he's from. We're remote <laughs> right now, so we can be anywhere. So, remotely... F all right, so, Andrew, your connection to Star Wars, where it all started, what your likes, your dislikes, and, guys, I don't think he's available either, so uh, keep keep it going. Well, for me, uh, I got really lucky. My Both of my parents loved Star Wars, so I was watching it at a very young age. You know, at five or six, I was walking around with a Darth Vader helmet singing, you know, the theme song from when he comes in on the first ever Star Wars movie. It's, uh, I don't know. That's how I started off with it, and ever since, I just absolutely loved the idea of just, you know, being in space, of all the technology that they had crazy lightsabers and insanely inaccurate laser guns it's uh you know always something that i've just really enjoyed yes the sheer awesomeness of the technology of star wars is uh could get anybody uh wrapped up in a galaxy far far away uh so briefly i'm blake um i think it was actually my idea to start this podcast uh 
Man, I, I've loved Star Wars since I was a kid. My dad was always a big fan. I, I saw the uh, original trilogy um, on VHS in the late 90s and grew up with the prequels when they came out in the theaters. Got to see those as, as they came out. And then I watched the sequel trilogy and all that. As a kid, I really liked the Expanded Universe books. Um, I probably read everything after the original trilogy in that book series. And for those who don't know, um, the Expanded Universe is the pre-Disney canon of kind of what happened in between the movies before the movies and even after i mean there's gosh hundreds probably hundreds of books literally probably hundreds of books yeah. detailing that canon just wasted <laughs> yeah yeah and now it's all gone yeah. folks it's all gone um but i spent a lot of time reading those books and i love the expanded universe there's just so much in it and there's something that that uh disney or anyone they probably are not going to be able to capture in film and in books just the expansiveness of that canon it'll take a very long time and i mean we might be surprised uh who knows so I'll, imagine, I'll, real quick imagine being like our parents and you buy all those original books and you read through all of them you know every detail about star wars and then just for it to become uh legends <laughs> and you're like wow all this knowledge and money wasted <laughs> gone just gone, gone. but uh, i mean they're still great to read I'm, I'm actually reading through the original thrawn trilogy myself right now uh, I think Grant mentioned he's reading through the, uh, the new trilogy, the new now, trilogy yeah. um, which I have yet to, to talk about or read. Um, so, yeah, I, I just love Star Wars. I love everything in between the movies, in the movies, after the movies. I love the new Star Wars uh, canon as well. The new Disney stuff's great. Sequel trilogy, uh, love it, hate it. Uh, it's, it's, it's here, there for me. And uh, we will definitely get into my thoughts and feelings on that and everybody's. Uh, this is going to be an expansive podcast. Um <laughs> We're going to cover a lot of different things. Mm -hmm. um, but, man, I just love Star Wars, and I love talking about Star Wars, and I'd like to share that with you guys out there, hopefully our Dork Wars fans. So, with the introductions out of the way, we're going to get into our episode. We're going to discuss the season finale of Season 2 and its future impact on the Star Wars universe. Mm -hmm. So, just a quick synopsis, um, just to refresh everyone's memory. The episode opens with Mando and Co. kidnapping Dr. Pershing from yeah. the Imperial Lambda Class shuttle. Um, get in there, beat the crap out of his guards, <laughs> um, take him and the ship. Mando seeks the help of Bo-Katan and her friend, the other Mandalorian lady. Um, and surprisingly, the third guy is missing. Don't know what happened to him. <laughs> Maybe we'll have a question about that later. Um, <laughs> But, uh, and so Mando's talking to Bo-Katan. She's not originally in, but she really wants that dark saber. So once it comes up that they know where Gideon's at, she's all in. Um, there's also a pretty cool Boba Fett, uh, Mando fight because he's supposedly not a real Mandalorian. And so we get a cool little bar fight scene in there. That was pretty neat. So then Mando and co go off to find Moff Gideon's light cruiser. Um, with the stolen Lambda class shuttle, they run this really cool ruse where they're um, chased by the Slave One. Looks like they're going to get hit, so they just bash right into the light cruiser with the shuttle uh, into the hangar bay and start beating the crap out of everyone. Um, so at this point, uh, Bo-Katan and her crew, as well as Fennec, uh, Boba Fett's associate, and also... Uh, What's the girl's name? From Alderaan. 
Kara. Oh yeah. Uh, Kara Dune. The, the, the Bucker. Kara Dune. That's right. I always have trouble with her name. Do not think I'm not a real Star Wars fan because I didn't know her name. Oh yeah. No. <laughs> Politically yeah, incorrect. She's tough. I wouldn't want to. Fight she her. is. Tough. I wouldn't want to either. Um, makes me want to see more about the Shock Troopers. <laughs> uh, <laughs> right. She was right. tough. So, Kara uh, Fennec, and the late man. The ladies of this episode just go off and start kicking butt. Um, and then Mando goes off by himself. Um, he's looking for Grogu, of course. We all know that is the whole um, point of this episode, to find Grogu. I think the episode is actually called The Rescue. So uh, looking for Grogu. He goes off and finds the Dark Troopers. These cats are tough. These robots are tough. Those were some badass robots. Dude, like he couldn't even, he couldn't even defend against them. He, he had trouble with one, so he's fighting and fighting and doing his best, and finally he's able to beat the one dark trooper and sucks the rest of them out of an airlock. Um, we'll have more on that later. I don't know why you would keep your uh, your highly uh, trained <laughs> yeah. dark trooper robot units in an airlock, but... We're going to have to go back and discuss all the mighty loopholes. Discuss. Right. Why would they do that? Yeah. So... Gets rid of the dark troopers, finds Gideon and Grogu in the uh, little cell that Grogu's in, and then Mando decides he's gonna fight. Get well, actually, Gideon tries to trick Mando. Mando's like, "I'm not having any of that." They start fighting. Very good battle scene. Um, oh man, just the just watching that was awesome. It was <laughs> beautifully choreographed. Um, they fight. Mando wins the dark saber. That's gonna be big. Mando wins the Darksaber. So he takes Gideon to the bridge from there. Gideon taunts Bo-Katan about not having the Darksaber as Mando has won the Darksaber and it is apparently um, a weapon that has to be won from someone. So Bo-Katan is not allowed to have it unless she beats Mando. And this just doesn't seem like the time or place to do that. So they're not going to do that quite yet. And the Dark Troopers show back up out of nowhere um, after being sucked out of the airlock. And they proceed to march on the bridge. And then... Spoilers. Spoilers, yeah. Well, this whole thing's been spoilers yeah. so far as a synopsis, <laughs> we'll Wesley. We'll for spoilers. That's what synopsis means. <laughs> um, so then enters a hooded figure with fully functioning robotic hand and green lightsaber. Who could this be? He comes in and just destroys the Dark Troopers with his lightsaber with a force. It is a really cool scene that mirrors kind of the Darth Vader scene where he's coming through and just kicking tail, killing all from the Rogue rebels. One, yeah. yeah, from Rogue One. It was awesome. So we get this really awesome scene where this hooded uh, Jedi man comes in on his X-Wing and beats the crap out of all of the Dark Troopers, shows up at the door. Um, little baby Grogu is all excited. He's perked up, and um, Mando's like, ah, oh, just let him in, you know? So they open the door, let him in. And who is there? It is Luke Skywalker. Yes, Luke Skywalker, the man himself. Yeah, we don't have sound effects yet here at Dork Wars. We're going to work on that. But there's Luke Skywalker for the win. Uh, Luke Skywalker comes in. Uh, it's Mark Hamill, de-aged down significantly. Very, very significantly. Um, and I think we all have an opinion on how he looked. But... Um, I think he looked rather well. I think he looked pretty good uh, for what they did. For what it was. Uh, yeah. For what it was. It yeah, was great. Could have been worse. Could have been worse. Luke Skywalker walks in, um, introduces himself, and Grogu takes to Luke pretty well right off. He's apparently going to train him. 
and we get this really touching moment where Mando takes off his helmet in front of God and everybody right there on the bridge. Um, said he would never do it. Does it anyway. Um, it was a very touching scene. He wanted the baby to see his face, and he wanted to see the baby with his own eyes, I guess. That's a callback to uh, Return of the Jedi. Um, and Grogu is sent off with Luke Skywalker to presumably start his real Jedi training. Uh, roll credits. And then... We have an awesome end credit scene with Boba Fett and Fennec killing everyone inside of Jabba's old palace. Yeah, What's old boy's name? Jabba's henchman. Oh, you shouldn't ask me what See, it is. now. I can't remember what his henchman And I knew what it was. Deidre and I meant know. to write it down in my notes. Diedrich would know. He's He would know. And I usually know. But I don't write. And, Regardless, uh, he, he's now fat like Jabba. And, yeah. Uh, so I don't know how long it takes um, a Jabba-esque character to get as fat as Jabba was, but he's he's certainly made some headway. <laughs> he's made some headway in five years. In five years, it's only been five years, and he is he's eaten a lot of whatever Jabba was eating. Um, Good spice, man. Yeah, Finnick comes in there, kills everybody, releases the um, the Tweelik uh, dancer the girl, dancer, yeah. the signature Tweelik dancer. She is saved. He's free after all these years. Finally free. Finally free. Um, if it's <laughs> by if, Rancor. But, yeah. to be enslaved if, by someone else more than likely however I, I would think if this was the original trilogy era I think Finnick probably would have shot her too um, if I'm being quite <laughs> honest but you know uh, that's neither here nor there but anyways she is saved and Boba Fett comes in and shoots Jabba's henchman Mr. New Jabba we can call him right in the head kicks him off the throne and he is sitting in the hut seat and that is the end of season two of The Mandalorian. Wow. What a great episode, right? It, it was we, really great. I'm um, ready to jump in, yeah. So much to talk about, so much to go over. A lot of things, specifically about the Book of Tan, uh, both of that scene to me. I, I went back, rewatched it, and there was a few things that really caught my attention that I think is very important for where the story is going to go, especially with the Book of Fat, uh, which was announced with that end credit scene, um, and just where that's going to go next year. Um, and because that's going to pick up before Mando season three starts, right. um, so I'm not sure how Disney's going to do it, but it looks like uh, the Book of Fat's going to start in December, and then I'm guessing that it's going to end, and that's when Mando season three will pick up. Is my guess what they're going to do? Uh, I'm trying. I'm thinking they're going to try and do a rolling, constant stream of Star Wars content coming out, so like people like us, the people who want to start podcasts, have something to talk about all year. <laughs> yes, um, that would be quite awesome you know just this whole mando for eight weeks out of the year is gonna get old we we just want new stuff never gets fans. old never gets old we always want stuff there will always be stuff um but yeah that would be awesome if they just keep rolling out rolling out and with all the new stuff coming out it seems like that's that's gonna happen for us um but let's first get into some of our questions let's go back and my so my big thing with the end, the spoiler, the big thing, the big Luke Skywalker comes in and saves the day. I really thought they were going to go a different direction. I'm really? not going to lie. Where did so, you think they would go? So, I'm glad you asked. Thanks for asking. Thank you for asking. Um, <laughs> now we have, there are two other Jedi that I thought could have been the Jedi to train Grogu. And those Jedi would have been Ezra Bridger or probably Cal um, Kestis. Cal, you see, I would also think that since it's wide open, it's five years after uh, Return of the Jedi, the Empire has basically fallen. Everybody's like, oh, I mean, we even see it during the season. You say, the Empire's back, you know, type of deal whenever they see the Imperial Star Destroyers They're coming into the system. Up. They're ramping up. I mean, it, 
you would think that some of the Jedi that were in hiding, because as we've seen through what Disney's trying to really show us, is there's a lot of Jedi who survived the Purge that were just hiding out. I, I was thinking that maybe they could go and uh, bring in a fresh character that they're going to add just for the Mandalorian, right, uh, rather yeah. than doing with the Luke thing. But there's something I've seen and heard some things that may intru- may make sense why they did Luke and not Ezra Bridger, which right. I think ties into the Ahsoka series that right. we're not talking about currently. Uh, that might be a little later. Um, but Cal, I think, is going to be something that they're going to introduce somewhere else, personally. Okay. I, I think that's going to be... I could definitely see him closer to Rangers of the New Republic, which is supposed to pick up right around the end of Return of the Jedi, like right after the Battle of Endor is supposed to pick up and start. Um, I could definitely see him showing up there. But I was thinking they'd either go with an original character... Or a fan favorite uh, EU character, expanded universe character, a Jedi during that time that they could have remade and kind of formatted into there, kind of like they did with Thrawn in the Rebel series. Yeah, so we've seen a lot of that, um, the retooling of EU ideas and characters in this new Disney canon, which is a very good move on Disney's part because Thrawn is a fan favorite. People knew Thrawn before Thrawn came out on Rebels, of course, and his new book series and all that. Um, Thrawn is an expanded universe character from way back. I can't even remember when those books were written. Um, early 90s. Probably early 90s. Early, yeah. early 90s. Yeah, yeah. Early to mid 90s is the Thrawn trilogy. Um, and that's where he was introduced. And he was a hit with uh, the dorks of the 90s. <laughs> he definitely um, was. I mean, he was, the, he was the big villain the Empire needed, that Star Wars needed, after Darth Vader, after the Emperor. Who was, who was the other big villain that they could... They could bring in. I mean, if you think back to the Rebel series, not trying to do any spoilers for those that haven't seen it, right. i.e., people in this podcast. <laughs> um, it's me. Yeah, it's Wesley. He's, he's um, a little behind on that. But, I mean, if you think about it, they had the Inquisitor in season one. They had Darth Vader's The Big Bad in season two. How, who do you follow up Darth Vader with for a Rebel season? Because you know they're not going to kill Darth Vader. Right. So there's, yeah. there's, no, point in, there's Spoil- no point in them going with it. Spoiler alert, everyone. Um, Darth Vader's in the uh, original trilogy, uh, four, five, and six. He's also Luke's father. <laughs> and I'm hoping. <laughs> but like. I'm hoping no one is distraught by this information. But like, you knew. Who, who, who do you follow up with? And then your mind, or uh, Dave Filoni's mind anyway, went to, well, why not use Grand Admiral Thrawn? Right. You know? He's somebody who wasn't in the original trilogy. He's a fan favorite character that people see as the big threat after Darth Vader and the Emperor died. Why not introduce him here and see where his character goes? And really, I, I know this is kind of off topic, but it, it's circling back. Um, Rebels, I see as the big kicking off point for the whole Mandoverse because it set up Thrawn, set up Ahsoka, it set up uh, a lot of Bo-Katan stuff that I'm not going to talk about because Wesley hasn't seen that yet. <laughs> uh, it, it set up a whole bunch of Mandalorian got stuff a lot to that do really, the next uh, you know, the conquest of Mandalore again. And so that's really where I think uh, Dave Filoni went ahead with Disney. Of course, Rebels was made after the Disney had acquired Star Wars. So I think he had an idea of what he wanted to do. And uh, Disney Plus became available and it became available to do it because they wanted original content. And so I think really I see Rebels as the really true kicking off point of where we're going in the future it may not all be animated but it a lot of the stuff comes from the rebels story right and i think that we're going to see a lot of this we're going to see a lot of these characters from maybe the, the old eu um we're going to see these characters from rebels and clone wars because they were massively popular with fans um i did not get into those shows when they first came out 
Um, I'm not going to lie to you. I, I really, you know, I was a little bit older. I was like, man, it's a cartoon, whatever. And then I've gone back and watched them. Yeah. In the last, you know, in the last ten years, I've seen all of them, and it's like, oh my gosh, there's such great storytelling here. There's such great. I think, there's I a think lot we of appreciate. Yeah, yeah, Andrew, and I appreciate I appreciate the movies more, the, the shows more as an adult than I think I would as a kid. Right. Because like you know, just follow more detail, kept a lot more detail. And yeah, I'm holding the group back a little bit by not seeing Rebels. I just finished Clone Wars uh, a couple weeks ago, and that was so good. So if you have not watched that, oh, I, the Siege of Mandalore. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that yeah, final right. season they put out on Disney Plus earlier well, this luckily year. Luckily, Rebels that, Rebels isn't too too long. The but Supercut you, with Revenge of the Sith with that is amazing. If you haven't watched it. Oh yeah, it, it yeah the end of Clone Wars uh, runs right into Revenge of the Sith, and those events are happening simultaneously, and it's pretty awesome. But yeah, I just thought they were going to go a different direction than Luke Skywalker. You know, Luke Skywalker, big awesome Star Wars character, of course, for the masses. It's like Luke Skywalker, of course, who else could there be? But for us dorks, <laughs> there was there you know there was those two other uh, guys that I thought could be um, the answer to Grogu's call. But like you said, I think Ezra Bridger, we don't know what's going on with Ezra. Yeah. Sorry. I, uh, uh, I, say, I think uh, the Ahsoka series is really going to explore that. Yeah. And I think we'll save the episode to talk about that series until after Wesley has finished up. Yeah, Wesley. That's, which, on that. that's yeah. something that's, it, it's, I'm also, it's something. I'm fairly sure that they chose Luke Skywalker for the purpose of, yeah, a lot of people expected it, but also because there's a lot more money in it for them. In the future, they're going to be able to put out a lot of content on Luke and how he began to disagree with the Jedi ways. And I think that's going to be really interesting. I think that'll be real. like, it's a really nice story that, I mean, you know, a lot of people didn't like where it went to in the sequels, but we kind of have to figure it out because, yeah, like, what else are we going to do? I kind of like the mystery behind uh, Luke Skywalker, Luke Skywalker, because... Uh, um, you know, it just keeps you wondering, like, what, what was he doing all those years in between, you know, Return of the Jedi and, and Ray's time. Um, but, and then, you know, it leaves questions like, where is Baby Yoda now? Like, when uh, when the new trilogy came out, so what happens there? And, but uh, I'm, I'm glad they brought... Oh, go ahead. Sorry, and, uh, and also, are they going to actually try to tie into the sequels, or do Dave and John Favreau, do they plan to kind of stay away from it? That's certainly something that we have to consider is do they want to stay away from it? Um, a lot of people are seeing, uh, I, I've watched a bunch of stuff, listened to a bunch of stuff, read up on things, uh, being the dork I am, I want to stay informed. Um, <laughs> Don't but like uh, a lot of people are saying that they have a new appreciation for the sequel trilogy because of what Dave and John Favreau are, are really doing. And I can honestly see it and see how it's going to tie in. Uh, we know from Rise of Skywalker that we heard Ahsoka's voice when Ray was in there with everyone else That's fighting. Right. So at some point, uh, Ahsoka is presumably dead because it was only dead Jedi that she heard, okay. uh, as far as we know. I mean, they could throw us a curveball. She may be meditating somewhere on a mountain somewhere because her species is supposed to be able to live for hundreds of years. Probably, so. probably Mount Yoda. Probably Mount Yoda. I like that idea. But circling back, how do you know that about her species? Or you uh, just looked it up. Star oh, okay. Wars knowledge. I mean, you look at the different <laughs> different things. Gotcha. Uh, yeah, yeah, Wesley, just Star Wars knowledge. I oh. mean, you just gotta have the Star Wars. Don't you have the encyclopedia of all Star Wars races? <laughs> she, she's a Twi'lek, right? No, she's not. Nope. Oh, that's a not. common misconception. I, I am not sure of the official name off the top of my oh. head, but uh, she's the same race as Jedi Master Shanti from the original trilogy Shock, and also Clone Wars. Shanti. So, um, you, you remember. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, that's, they live for a long time, hundreds of years. But um, 
but going back to what I was going to say about the whole Luke thing, there was one more thing. Some of the things that I've heard and have seen and read up on and heard rumors about is Disney is in the very early, early stages of developing a Luke Skywalker series taking place at the time of Mandalorian wow. in which he's starting up his Jedi Academy. And that's where I think we'll see oh. Grogu next is during that, if they do it through. And don't worry, they're not doing a CGI age down Mark Hamill. They're recasting for that role. And Mark Hamill has already... There's rumors that somebody... Uh, I can't remember his name off the top of my head. I'm not, you know, keeping up with it. It's super important because he has We didn't got plan to yet. say this during the podcast or else we would have made a note. Yes. <laughs> but um, Mark Hamill says, I would love if he would play my if played Luke. Mm. Like, he looks like he should be Luke. Yeah. We'll, put it, we'll put it in the comment descriptions. Just to expand on um, what you were saying earlier, Blake, that it's very interesting how they made his face look younger, but also it looks really different. It doesn't actually look like luke like i thought it was an actor playing luke and i think yeah. could that be on purpose did they make it look like the that actor could, that they might be going towards that could definitely be something that i, I could see them doing is like hey everybody's like this is luke skywalker you know i mean he does look a little bit older than return of the jedi of course not super old it's just supposed to be about a few years from there uh, but he does look like the person that i've heard rumored could be playing luke in this new series if it moves forward like i said it's very early but I think it's something that's a real possibility. Otherwise, why would they remove a fan favorite character like Grogu from the Mando? Correct. Um, yeah, so maybe they're trying to merge Luke's uh, look into this new character. Um, that could be a possible solution. Maybe it was just a CGI um, process, you know. They haven't yeah, got all the I mean, kinks worked out. Who knows? I think it looked rather well for what it was. Yeah. Um, I think it looked like Sky. Of course, it, we all knew who it was when he took his hood off, so it worked. Um, but yeah, I think what we're going to see is all of this stuff kind of culminate and become this expansive universe. Um, that's kind of what I have written down as some, some of our future stuff, like what, what is happening with the future. Um, but one more question before we get to the future Star Wars, and I, I want to make this very clear. Does anyone have any reason why they would have kept all the dark troopers in an airlock? <laughs> that's, there were two scenes that made me mad in that episode. That one scene when you, you see all the dark troopers and they all get released out out into the space, out into the shoot. And it was like, wow, that was anticlimactic. Like, you got, uh, hopefully they'll be brought back in. And, of course, you know, they did they, they, they come back later. The but return was, was good. That was the good. return was good. The return was good. And the second scene I, I did not like was when Luke Skywalker showed up. And, and that, when he showed up, that was cool. But then when he got into the room with, um, you know, all the good people, they had the guns pointed at him and they didn't recognize him, they didn't know who he was. I'm like, how do you not know who Luke Skywalker well, I mean, is? <laughs> he blew up a Death Star, like he's a war hero. I mean, yeah, they may have heard the stories, but they ne probably never seen him. I mean, the only person who might have is the Shock Trooper. Like, yeah. she's the only possibility yeah. of seeing Well, you gotta think, between the prequel series and the, and the uh, original trilogy, in those 19 years, people thought Jedi were a myth. Like, so, yeah. you know. And, and old fact, religion yeah. in the words of Han Solo. Pretty much so. I mean, and they might not even have believed in Luke Skywalker, to be honest. Baby Yoda, <laughs> Baby Yoda knew what's up, though. He had Baby his hand Yoda on the glass knew. like, Daddy's here. <laughs> <laughs> Luke Skywalker, Daddy. Well, um, one last thing on that before we go to the future of Star Wars. Uh, specifically that scene, we see R2 come in, and that's when Grogu kind of, like, opens up. So it kind of makes you think, you've probably seen R2 around in the Jedi Temple. Possibly. That, that's, that's something that came to my mind. Is like, I was thinking about rewatching that scene. I said, he's probably seen, you know, R2-D2 with Anakin Skywalker right. back in the Jedi Temple. 
and uh and that's something that like crossed my mind like well maybe that's like well i should trust him that droid is good yeah but trust r2 he was with anakin and anakin literally killed all the other younglings <laughs> he may have but at the time when Grogu probably saw him with Anakin, but maybe Grogu he wasn't doesn't even bad. know. Maybe Grogu doesn't even know Anakin was such a bad guy. I mean, yes. I mean, to be fair, he didn't kill Grogu. <laughs> I don't. I don't think he didn't kill Grogu just because he didn't kill Grogu. It's like, oh man, Baby Yoda, you're so cute. I'm not gonna slaughter you with the Youngling Slayer Nine Thousand. Um, <laughs> no, um, I think it was more of a. Uh, I, th I think someone smuggled Grogu out. That's what I think. Anyways. Well, yeah. So, moving on. The future of Star Wars. What does this season finale really put on the future of Star Wars? Um, honestly, the Grogu move. I'm a little puzzled. Is, is Grogu going to show up in this new Luke Skywalker series? That is rumored. Um, is something going to happen where he comes back and joins Mando in season three? I don't know. Grogu is such a marketable character for Disney. Dude, he is the cash cow. My kids have Grogu stuff, okay? I know. Grogu is such a marketable character. Um, so he's not going to stay out of the shows for long, the movies, whatever. He's going to pop up elsewhere because the longer you keep him relevant, the more you can sell the toys. And that's just how this business works. And sometimes that kind of bugs us, the, the really deep, hardcore fans of Star Wars. Like, you know, you're going to make moves... Um, that just revolve around money. Well, it's a business, and we have to realize that. So I don't think Grogu's out of the picture for very, very long. So I think Grogu's longevity has been set. Like, Grogu, we're going to see Grogu for a long, long time, and I don't think he's going to be out of the game for too long. Uh, what do you think, Wesley? Yeah, so how many how many shows did Disney announce uh, coming soon? Like, was it like four? Um, uh, I believe it's actually like 11 or 12. Oh, okay. Well, no, five. well, we're not talking about movies either. Uh, well, the TV only movie they really announced was Rogue Squadron. Yeah, that's a movie. True. I think I think officially it's like four or five with names. So I think we're going to kind of head into like that, that Marvel Universe type of thing where like all these shows might have their own storyline, but they're all going to be tied together, right? And, um, and maybe... Maybe they'll be tied together, trying to take out Thrawn, or, or you know, I don't, I don't know what direction it's going to go, but, um, yeah. Yeah, I think the Mandoverse is on. I mean, you've got uh, the Ahsoka series coming out, the Bo Book of Boba Fett coming out, Rangers of the New Republic. Um, those are just a couple of the ones that I can think of that's going to take place around this time that are all um, connected with characters who are connected with the Mandalorian. The Mandalorian, I think, was just kind of a test of where are the Star Wars fans at. And we're here for it. We're here for all of it. Dave Filoni, John Favreau, thank you guys. We're here for every bit of it. So keep pushing out the content. Um, Andrew, all the way from the remote lands of Raleigh, NC, um... What what are, what are your uh, opinions on the future of the Star Wars universe in relation to the season two finale of The Mandalorian? Honestly, man, I'm I'm really really excited. I absolutely love what they've done with The Mandalorian. I love that they took Rogue Squadron's seriousness. No, I'm sorry, not Rogue Squadron. Rogue One's seriousness and like amazing storytelling and added all these more human characteristics like comedy with bill burr the seriousness and more action with uh man i can't remember her name all of a sudden but the uh the actress who used to be a wrestler um like they've just added so many moff gideon 
the the guy who they got to play Moff Gideon is like a villain and so like a different type of villain in so many other shows. I think uh, it's gonna bring so many new actors and actresses to the series. I think it's gonna bring a lot of new directors. Um, it, eventually, you know, John Favreau and Dave Filoni are gonna have to find somebody else to help them start writing a lot of these series and movies. And I'm really excited to see who they're gonna bring in. Because they're two, right now, two of the most talented people in the business. And I'm personally just excited to see all of that come to fruition now with these new Star Wars. Like, I'm so excited. Yeah, man. This, it's, it's exciting to be a Star Wars fan again, man. I, I'm, I'm all here for it. Um, Grant, what are, what are your thoughts on the future of Star Wars in relation to Season two's finale of The Mandalorian? I think it really sets up a lot. Um, you know, Grogu. Definitely a big marketing thing, like we were talking about earlier. Um, I think the Luke Skywalker show will happen, just because it's Luke Skywalker, and you can make money on him. Um, like you said, it's business, um, and I think that could eventually tie in. We could see, you know, a young Ben Solo. We could see other young Jedi that are raising up. We can get an idea of what happens to him. Uh, there's a 40 year gap, so there could be multiple shows about the Jedi. The, the Jedi he tries to train. Some of them might have left the Order may not have been at the temple um, while all this was going on. So when Ben Solo killed them all and uh, left. But, you know, there's just a few things there. Uh, I'm really excited about it. I, I would mostly think that they're going to go more of a uh, CW Arrowverse route. Well, I, I don't know what it's called now. It just may be the CW-verse. Uh, who knows? I, I, I'm dead. not sure. Yeah. Spo- I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> that happened like a year and a half, two years ago now, even though I just saw it. <laughs> the arrow is dead in the Arrowverse, everyone. I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> but I would think uh, if you look at their crossover things, it's like they're you can watch them separately and not have a problem with watching a crossover. This right. is what they're doing. And that's what I think they're going to go for. Uh, you know, Ma- the Mandalorian's like a uh, space western. Right. That, that's, yeah. the, that's what it's going for. I think Rangers of the New Republic will be a little more structured, more political drama type deal uh, yeah. with some action in, of course. Uh, as they're trying to set up the New Republic, you know, that's a big thing that may be going on and following law and stuff. And then there may be a, yeah, I mean, we can have, I think it's not just going to be different shows. I think it's going to be different genres and different types of shows that's trying to appeal to as many different audiences as they can get. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. It's a great point. You know, you can already see that happening in each episode of the Mandalorian. Right. It kind of amazed me personally, how diverse the director's cast was. I mean, a lot of these directors were brand new, and, I mean, you can kind of tell their different styles between action, comedy, and drama, and I really think if that's what they're going to do, it's going to be amazing. Yeah, I mean, uh, a, a lot of those directors that were directing episodes on season two are now, you know, being kind of like people that are heading up uh, some of these new shows that they announced. So I'm excited to see. I, I liked all the episodes this season. Uh, some of the other ones were a little lacking on the story element, but that's no fault of their own. They were just building to something, and we have to be patient as fans and realize there's going to be some episodes where it doesn't seem like much happened, but it pays off later, like the uh, first episode. You know, It was a fantastic episode. It was a good start to the season, I really think. And we see Mando get Boba Fett's armor, and then nothing really happened with that for a couple episodes, and then right. Boba Fett showed up. So, I mean, we, we got to be patient and let them tell their story. But overall, I, I loved every episode, and I think it's going to be fantastic for us going forward. I mean, yeah. I, I'm excited. And they're going to do that. They're going to they're gonna bring um, these episodes, when they, uh, when they don't have much of a story 
driven element as far as the whole main story. They are padded with tons of action, and it's just awesome to see. Great cinema, great cinema, cinephotography, <laughs> cinephotography. <laughs> Sorry, I, I have to announce my words better. Cinephotography, um, great choreography, great everything. It's 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 awesome to watch, even if it's not for the overall story. You know, um, it's a good Mando story for the Mando himself. I think they're gonna bring all this stuff. I think that they're going to try to make the sequel trilogy look better to the fans. Um, you know, I've talked to guys and they're like, well, maybe they're, they're introducing time travel and they're going to just retcon the whole sequel ser- uh, trilogy. I, maybe. But I mean, that is a bold on, move. Yeah, yeah that, that's a bold move. That's and it depends on how time travel is supposed to work. In, right. And that. I mean, if you think about how, how Marvel picked it up for Avengers right. Endgame, uh, also spoilers. Um, <laughs> movie's been out for a while, so I don't think it's really spoilers at this point. But no, still, no, no. Um, I mean, yeah, they can go back and change something in the past. It didn't affect where they were, though. Yeah, I don't think, I don't think they're gonna erase the sequel trilogy. No. But I hope they make it better in the eyes of the fans, like the Luke Skywalker stuff. You know, I don't like how Luke Skywalker's character was in the Last Jedi. I don't think many people did. Um, but I want to see how he got there because maybe that'll make me think better of him in The Last Jedi. Yeah. Um, so hopefully that kind of thing happens. Um, this has been a great uh, show so far, I think. Uh, successful first episode. But we're running out of time here. And we are going to see you hopefully. Um, I don't know if we're going to do this every Thursday or every other Thursday on a release of an episode. Um, we're still working out recording schedules kind of our remote recording stuff um it's it's exciting though we're, we're having a lot of fun doing it and it's going to be awesome so stick around we have so much more mandalorian talk uh original trilogy talk sequel trilogy talk prequel trilogy star wars talk is here guys and we're excited we hope you stick with us let dork wars the podcast be your guide for star wars um and with that thank you and may the force be with you Thank you for supporting Dork Wars, the podcast. You can check us out on facebook.com forward slash Dork Wars, the podcast. And if you would like to join in on the discussion or maybe suggest topics for us to discuss, please do so by joining our Discord community or sending us an email at dorkwarspodcast at gmail.com. This has been a Frozart production.